Hello, you are listening to The Blind Dad Diaries with Martin Ralph and Nathan Edge. Please note the preceding podcast was recorded several weeks before release. Therefore, some of the dates and information may be slightly out of date. However, please do enjoy the following podcast. Thank you. Please note, this podcast is podcast episode 8. We wrongly refer to this podcast being episode 7, which indeed it is not, so apologies. The following podcast will be episode 8 of the Blind Dad Diaries. Thank you. This is the Blind Dad Diaries with Martin Ralph and Nathan Edge. Yes, it is. It is the Blind Dad Diaries with myself, Martin Ralph, and the ever-present uh, Nathan Edge. Uh, we are on episode seven, we believe, we think. There might be some confusion on that, but we think we're on episode seven. Uh, it is currently the 16th of July, so we're slightly behind. So anyone, any avid listeners have realised we, we're about to throw two episodes out together. Uh, so there'll be potentially some repeated content as we go. But there's plenty to discuss in this round. And in particular, my highlights are going to focus on Leo's cataracts operation, how it went. Also, we're going to discuss his recovery and how that went. And also he got glasses literally yesterday. So this is really interesting stuff for myself and Sam. Got a weight update and a few other blind tips and tricks on the parenting side of things. What about you, Nathan? How's uh, how our Oliver and Emma? Yeah, so uh, hello everyone. Thanks for joining us again. Um, yeah, we we are all doing doing very well. Um, time seems to have just just flown by, and um, we certainly settled into a bit of a bit of a bit of a routine. I say bit, cause that it seems like you're in a routine, then it changes again about two weeks later. But uh, that's that's the way it goes, isn't it? But uh, yeah, we've got a little bit of a, an update from sort of where we left off last from, from the last week's oh sorry last episode. Um, so uh, yeah, we had another trip back to the hospital to to sort out the issue of a bit of a tongue tie. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Awesome. So yeah, I mean, where do we begin? I think there's a lot. There's really good positive updates to discuss and talk about. Um, for Leo in particular, obviously he had his cataracts operation. Literally now, I don't even remember how long ago it was. That's terrible of me. Um, bad parent points awarded to me. Um, but obviously we spent the night at Old Hay. Um it was was it two nights? Was it one night? We spent a night at Old Hay. <laughs> anyway, it felt <laughs> it felt like forever. Um but the, the team at Old Hay and also the Ronald McDonald House were absolutely amazing. Uh we were able to get a room. Although we didn't sleep very well, we were provided a bed uh, and stuff off on the hospital site, which meant that we were still close to him. Um, he got impeccable, impeccable, I'm going to leave that in after editing as well, because that's just a, that's a classic triple, uh, impeccable treatment from the what you say, impeccable pig, <laughs> that's where he was going with it, impeccable treatment um, from the older Hay team, um, he was on the, um, the, I'm saying a lot of terms as well, definitely need to edit some of these out, we were looked after brilliantly by the ward team on 3A, they were incredible, from everything from accommodating the two guide dogs because obviously that was part of the plan as ever because both myself and Sam would be with Leo they accommodated our needs just as much as his they were brilliant in terms of talking us through everything and obviously you know um, as we've already mentioned I had the pleasure of going down and seeing 
seeing him being put to sleep and stuff, um, ready to have his procedure. But more importantly, all that said and done, the past two visits to Alder Hay have been to check up on how the progress is going. So he's healing really, really well. Uh, his consultant is really made up with the progress. His eyes have both made, because obviously, as we've already mentioned, they wouldn't normally operate on both cataract um, cataracts and have the lenses removed on the same day. But in this instance, because there was a bit of fear about general anaesthetics, because I myself don't recover very well from anaesthetics, nor does his granddad. So we opted to have one operation, which obviously only meant one um, general anaesthetic. So that was why the main reason why we did it all in one go. But for his recovery, I personally think it was the best thing we also did because once the pain had subsided, excuse me, we'll have to edit that bit out. Once the pain had subsided, he rested really well and it was really good. You know, he was he was almost back to himself within a week. So if we would have had to have then knocked him out again a week later to have the operation, it would have been a good two to three weeks of, of recovery and upset and tears. And the fact we've been able to bypass that, we know that the main fear is also infection. So as long as you can keep infection control tight and wash hands before touching the face, all that stuff, you know, it, it's a it's a good route to go down, in, in my opinion. Uh, it w- worked well in our situation. Obviously, I was recovering still from an eye removal as well. So Sam was dealing with two of us with poorly eyes um, or eye holes in, in my case. Um, so, yeah, in terms of that, all done and dusted, uh, reducing some of his drops, but he's still going to be on drops for a long time. As again, we knew with cataract removals, that's what happens. Um, but yesterday he had, was it yesterday or was it Wednesday? Doesn't matter. When he went to Alder Hay last time, he got a pair of glasses, which we didn't expect. Um, truth be told, because we didn't we don't know what he can see. We don't know what he can't see. We don't know what he's capable of envisioning or seeing with his vision. And when we we were told the possibility of glasses and we were like, yeah, OK, we'll, we'll see. But he responded well to light um, and light stimulation. And also um, during the tests, obviously, they've used different magnification um types and zooms and um, peripheral central vision etc etc they had come up with the conclusion that he was suitable for 28 plus times magnification so that's obviously quite high um, so the frames that he would need for them uh, would be w- wouldn't be strong enough potentially to actually hold <laughs> the, the lenses so they're going to have to try and build him some specific lenses and specific frames to hold everything uh, but in terms of the temporary glasses they are a nice light frame structure with stick-on lenses um, which are, are quite nice in that sense so they're not very heavy they literally just stick on to the, the, the framed pair and they work quite well again we still don't know what he can see with them but it's evident that he can see something he's paying attention to the world around him a little bit more he's staring at his bottle when he's being fed where previously he'd just be scanning the room um, and just eyes pinging left to right. He would uh, would never look at us at all, you know, if we're feeding him, but he's been looking up at us. Um, Sam had the pleasure, which you can go and see either on my personal TikTok at Martin Ralph or also on the BSB site support Facebook page. Um, there is a video there of the moment 
he looks up at Sam when she's feeding and it is a it's a quite a nice moment to be fair it's one of those precious moments um but yeah in terms of in terms of that it was a lovely experience but now it's just a case of we need to monitor and see how the vision develops uh, and, and grows and how it how we continue to stimulate that and keep it going so with that all in mind and obviously um progress we'll we'll stay on the leo train for now before we um hand hand over to oliver and nathan um he as we all know he was born quite small at five pounds but he weighed in on monday at 12.2 pounds three months um of growth as as <laughs> practically he's more than doubled in weight in three months so we are absolutely over the moon with that and his development um and it's really positive to see from such a small birth weight how well he's really come on and just growing and clearly enjoying his milk uh, so much so we are debating uh, whether we start um what is it called weaning that's the word i was gonna say yeah, teething weaning. yeah yeah we're debating weaning i was gonna say teething but teething's another discussion in a moment um because he's showing all the right signs he's spitting up bubbles he's um alert when he can smell food uh, he's licking his lips when food is around all the right signs are there so we're debating how that's going to be and obviously how that's going to look as blind parents making sure he eats it or it's not appearing on the floor next to a labrador uh, so of course they so won't be there for long either will it Let's be no no the, the, the labrador's been briefed she's looking forward to it um she keeps pestering asking when he's going to be fed soon so <laughs> um yeah everyone in the house is looking forward to that um, but yeah, we just mentioned teething, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hover on this point for a small period because obviously this is the Blind Dad Diaries, um, and obviously it's all well and good talking about the family life, but also it's good to know how we get around certain instances where we can't see certain things. So we've been testing Leo's temperature a bit because he has been teething, he's been showing some signs of being a bit poorly, especially after he came out of hospital as well. We were obviously monitoring him for potential COVID symptoms or general just colds, bugs, and flus. So um, Sam, um, before even Leo arrived, she had bought a talking thermometer, um, which has come in. It's worth his weight in gold. It's it's absolutely been phenomenal just to literally push up against his forehead and hear 36.6 or 36.9, whatever it might be. You can hear that. That's what has been amazing. One of the one of the best things I've used, you know, in particular in the last few weeks has been just being able to know that his temperature is okay and actually he's grizzly because he's teething or he's going through a leap so another one is obviously leap tracking and child development so it's not necessarily an accessibility thing but we have been using an app to uh, monitor and uh, track his leaps which help diagnose why he's crying so much or why he might be a bit more irritated than normal so there's lots uh, lots of good stuff that you know, we'll continue to share with this podcast um but yeah, I think that's a that's a good stint for us to, to talk about Leo. And uh, yeah, Nathan and Oliver and Emma, over to you guys. Yeah, no, thank you for the for the update. I mean, I didn't even know they could do glasses. For, I didn't even know they do glasses for, for babies that age, to be honest. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's something I've learned, yeah, <laughs> and especially at that at that yeah. strength. I think I think that's very close. I'm sure when I was a youngster, I had a strength of 30 to 32. So and I remember then um how quick sort of the, the frames had to be so trying to literally jam job. get the right frames for, for yeah that's crazy um well, i said i didn't know they could do it and, and <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's amazing i don't even know how they even figure that out how they what, no. what sort of strength you need it's not like they can look at a 
yeah, the the, the board with all the letters on it and just start reading re- reading them out, is it? I'm like, oh, I'm on line three, AZ4, you know, that's exactly. blah, blah, blah. Me and Sam is it? Me and Sam actually had this discussion, and it's a case of we actually said, at what age do they actually use the Snelling chart? Because the or what do they do for people yeah. who can't read? Because pe- there are people who are illiterate. There are there are youngsters that can't read. There are adults that can't read. What do they do in that instance? Which, yeah, I, I, if anyone does know the answer, I'll be intrigued to know. Um, but yeah, we have discussed that as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty, but pretty cool. Uh, I say, learn something new every day. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for, from our side, like, like I said, we we are doing doing really well um we've we've survived a couple of leaps so um that's that's one thing um they've they've been they've been quite interesting but like you say i think with the by having by being able to access apps and other sort of online resources and materials to prepare yourself for that sort of things yep those situations um i've got to recommend 100 percent. you know it's it makes a big difference to so first of all, be expecting it, but then when it does arrive, you, you're aware of it then as well, and sort of know what to do in those situations. Well, yeah, there's some, some, not that much you can do in some ways, but at least you know why, and you know it's nothing else, maybe you know, possibly to not to, to worry about really. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've survived a couple of leaps, but I'm gonna sort of rewind the the clock a little bit and go back to uh, must only be in a few weeks after. Uh, he 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 was old. Um, and I think I might have briefly touched on this in the in in the last episode where obviously we were talking more about the the, the labour, uh, which was a very <laughs> interesting day. So if you haven't heard that, make sure you do go back and uh, and, and listen to that. But uh, yeah, a few weeks later, we we well, I say we Emma noticed. Uh, it wasn't really something that I could obviously notice, but um, he had a bit of a bit of a tongue tie, which was sort of affecting. Um, how he was was latching on to to feed. Um, so for those that aren't aware, Oliver um, has been bre- breastfed uh, since sort of, since the beginning, and that's still going well. But with the uh, tongue tie, it was causing a, a few issues. Um, so we obviously got in touch with the midwife. We got them to come out and or, or healthcare. I can't remember who it was. Somebody came out to have a look and basically to assess out how severe the tongue tie was. Uh, they said it was on the lower end of the scale, but it was still enough that they felt it needed treating. So, um, you know, we we had to go back into into the hospital and to basically they 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 cut it so uh, to to make it separate, which then frees up the tongue and the movement uh, and things like that, uh, which then should in theory help with the you know latching on process etc. Going going forward. So we. Um, you know, we're, we're given all the information, the pros and cons of, of doing it and all the risks, which were which were very low. Bearing in mind, he was so young. Um, so at this age, the nerves hadn't fully developed um, on, on the on the tongue where the tongue where the tongue tie was. Um, so they basically said he, he wasn't really going to feel anything, which was quite important. It wasn't There was no need for any anesthetic or anything like that. And it was literally we'll go in and, and we'll cut it. Uh, a very slight cut and that should should do the trick so we went to hospital both Emma and I was was allowed to go which was great I was worried with COVID I you know we would only be one of us but we were both able to go which was quite handy uh, because um, with this procedure although it's uh, relatively risk-free and safe um, they, you do get quite a bit of sort of bleeding uh, you know on the tongue and obviously in, in the mouth area so Emma did decide that she would go and uh, 
go and sit outside for the for that for the actual procedure bit because it wasn't I don't think visually it's one of the nicest things to sit there and, and watch especially when it's your own uh, own baby being sort of uh, inflicted we get points though and you know, it definitely comes in handy yes. when you can't see what's going on <laughs> absolutely that's what i was said when we was in the room and they uh you know the, the nurses and the uh the midwife said um you know you can step out if you want i was like well makes no odds to me i'll, I'll stay in because i can't i can't see it anyway so uh, which was nice because we didn't want one of us to stay in there anyway to be with him just so uh he'd have a bit of comfort that we're still there um and we're just outside the room um and it's really interesting so i sat there and they, they told me a little bit about what was going sort of procedure what they were doing but i don't think i'd want to know um, i'd just be like shut up and get on with it <laughs> yeah i mean it was basically just told me that they were ready but and then they, they okay. went towards them and then there was a little bit of a cry and i, and I mean it was really just a little bit of a cry and uh the next thing said uh, did, would, would you like to hold them i was like oh uh, are you doing the procedure here? He's like, no, no, we've done. I was like, all oh, right. <laughs> so I was expecting it to take a lot longer, and I was I was expecting a lot more crying from from Oliver as well. Uh, but no, he, he literally gave out a couple of cries. They put put him back on. Uh, you know, passed him back to me, and um, you know, he, he basically stopped crying almost immediately. So, and then then I came back into the room. So, and and then literally about five five minutes once they just checked that the bleeding had stopped, which which did stop pretty quickly. Uh, they said. To Emma, you know, do you want to have a go at go at feeding them now? That, that's how quick it was. So, um, and then immediately you could, the, the difference was there, even though he'd only just got used to having full movement of his tongue, and he was literally sticking his tongue out all the time. It was quite yeah. funny. Um, <laughs> like, is he telling us like, oh, what they just done to my tongue, or is he saying, oh look, I've got movement now, I can do yeah, no, 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 things I can with move it. My so, tongue now. <laughs> yeah, it's always, honestly, it's what it was like. It was like, is he trying to tell us that it, it hurt, or is he just trying to say that? he's got movement and it's probably an element of both really well probably not actually the, the fact that it hurts i don't think he could feel much anyway but i think it was more element of the fact that he'd got movement so um yeah it actually went really really well uh, they did say one of the issues with tongue ties is that they can cut it now but it can sometimes when healing can reattach so um they did say sometimes it might you might need to do it a second time and the problem is um there is a sort of just a small window of when they're able to do it without needing sort of the likes of local anesthetic and things like that. So, um, and obviously the longer you leave it, the more the nerves generate there and the more they're going to feel it. So we did say because it was only sort of minor anyway, that if it did come back and it was still minor, we, we may have considered leaving it rather than putting him through it and there'd be actual pain and things like that when it's not significantly affecting him. But thankfully, anyway, it didn't didn't sort of heal that way, and it stayed uh, it stayed sort of detached, and um, you know, he still got full movement of his of his tongue, so he's still sticking out of us every day, just to just to show us. Just, just to prove uh, it. But yeah, it was it was an interesting an interesting one. Again, something before becoming a parent didn't really know that was a a thing that could happen, and uh, I mean, it can happen a lot more severe. I think you can get it like I think you can get lip tie and all sorts. So. Mm um thankfully i said it was only minor and the the procedure was very sort of quick and easy and done really well um but uh yeah i didn't really know that was a thing and, and i didn't sort of appreciate what an impact that can have on on feeding and things like that so um yeah, well, yeah interesting uh, interesting few few weeks that was i would imagine if it almost pinned down I'm just, i was just trying to do it then <laughs> i'm trying to you can't really mimic it either can you you can't reproduce it in your own head because it's like I can still move my tongue though, so I don't know what the restrictions yeah. like. But obviously, trying to 
suck a bottle or whatever is not going to be it's not going to be an optimal experience is it no so again like they're trying to do their, their natural instinct at that, that age and then they've got something restricting yeah. them so yeah um yeah it's uh it's one of those i think in some ways as well it's quite quite difficult to spot as well so you have to sort of really be be looking for it um to to notice it certainly went with our situation anyway because it wasn't so you know that severe um you know it, it did take a while to sort of be picked up on uh but like i said luckily we caught it quite quite early and it was able to be, able to be treated which like i say made a very big difference to uh to, to his sort of feeding afterwards cool it's always nice to get a quick resolution to things isn't it yeah, because it doesn't. It feels like a lot of things. Uh, I mean, sorry, in your case, obviously, you've had to go through uh, a, a hell of a lot, both <laughs> you yeah. and uh, and Leo, um, and, well, and Sam as well from <laughs> from her. Oh, Sam's gone experience. through all of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not only has she had to go through all of that herself with the difficult pregnancy and then the difficult uh, difficult labour, then she's had to not only look after Leo afterwards, but you as well. I mean, uh, poor, poor old Sam. <laughs> she needs a um, <laughs> but um yeah it was one of those that it was it was quite nice how how quickly that was resolved and like i say although there was that chance it could come back even that didn't happen and uh and like i say it was basically we, we got in there got it done and uh even after the aftermath where we thought we might get a an unsettled night of uh you know of him sort of being upset uh you know crying a lot and uncomfortable we didn't even really get that. We got about an hour when we got home where he was a bit, bit peed off with us. But aside from that, he just sat back into, you know, normality. So, um, yeah, very sort of lucky about that all all came about. So it's nice to come onto the podcast and say, yeah, something went really straightforward for a change yeah. rather than the, the chaos we've had to deliver uh, up to this point. Yeah, it's only taken I, to episode seven. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I think it's been, it's a nice one, isn't it? A, a, a nice round one. We've, we've both got something positive and uh, really nice to actually talk about. <laughs> yeah, like I say, we, we've been saying for weeks that we, we hope to give a nice balance of... Uh, view on uh on on parenting certainly from our point being being by parents uh but it has been chaotic up to this point but i think that's 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 life it can be but there, there are the there are things that things do go well sometimes it's not all uh hectic um yeah i think that's one thing we can say yeah definitely so uh, i mean on, on that front how are nappies going <laughs> yeah they're, they're fun um <laughs> so getting them on and off no problem that's that's that, that's easy a little bit of practice you get that get that yeah. mastered no issues whatsoever same with changing the clothes and things like that you know a lot of people i remember i might have shared this a couple of months ago in an earlier pod but we did a we had a baby shower at uh, at, at our workplace and uh, we did a blindfold undress and dress a baby um and everyone there since then said oh, you know poppers just the worst thing ever don't don't get them and Things that I just get the zips, but actually, you know, they're not actually that bad. You know, once you get used to doing them, um, yeah, you know, it's not not an issue. So, when it comes to undressing and dressing and changing nappies, that side of it's fine. The hardest thing for me, having no sight at all, I think, is the the clean up operation. And like I said, I think a few weeks ago, the wee nappies, fine, no problem there. You know, easy, easy to do, uh, no issues. But your, your poo nappies, certainly when you get the you know the, the the lovely explosions as well um <laughs> i'm not gonna lie emma has taken over those duties quite a lot because it's just 
when you have got somebody that can see there to do it, it makes so much more sense. They may, they may as well, might it? So hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll keep, keep trying, playing that card for as long as I can. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, I think that's got to be the the hardest sort of um, job, really, uh, is taking care of those situations for me. I don't know yeah. how it is for you and, and Sam. Obviously, I, I was having a little bit of sight, but probably help a tiny bit. But I'd imagine they're still very difficult. It is. It's. It's not. It's not. It's not a picnic. That's for certain. Um, and I think you know, in terms of we 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 always see to you the contentious one. Um, but you find a way. And you find a coping mechanism. And you know, even if it is a case of you know you're actually going to have to wash your own hands afterwards. That is what it is. Yeah. You know, it's it, well. You should anyway. But you know I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I think, for example, bottle feeding in its in its own self is so tactile anyway. Um, you know, for example, I I will I guide the um, teat into his mouth with my finger and then just remove it and I just feel his chin just to make sure he's gulping, you know, and, and, yeah. and taking it on board. Yeah. What? How? how I forgot to. I completely forgot to mention. But so although he's been breastfed, Emma has also been expressing, and he has taken to a bottle as well. Okay. So we've we've been doing it obviously a little bit. Uh, we've had to sort of be careful of how how often he does have the bottle. Because obviously, we don't want him to then just mm. favour one over the other. So um, he's basically having one bottle a day, which has actually been really really great because that's given me the opportunity to uh, to do it. But I'm gonna hold my hands up here. The first time I was like. How the bloody hell, hell? am I <laughs> going to find his mouth? What? Well, what? It's like I was like, it, I was like, because he's sat on, laid on me, so one arm is restricted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. for me at that point, it was unusable. I was like, I, I can't do this. I'm supporting his head and things like that. So the left, the left arm was uh, was basically unusable at that time. So I had this bottle in the right arm. I'm like, okay, how am I going to find his mouth? So obviously, it's, he's not at that age or anything where he's just going to yep, go to it good, himself. Yeah. So that was really, really difficult. That I, you know, I've got, I'm not going to lie, that was really hard. Uh, and it still is hard. But the more he's getting used to it, the more he, you know, he's starting to sort of go to the uh, to the cell. Yeah. yeah, so it does it does get better. But certainly in the earlier, earlier days, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is, uh, this, this is very tough. Um, because I didn't want to be poking it in. I didn't want to be shoving it in his face or poking it in his eye and like, I think it's you do happen. have to be a bit more tactile and, yeah, uh, and use your hand a little bit, but yeah. it's not easy, is it? No, it isn't. So it's literally, as you say, with the left arm, it's restricted. And with the bottle, I literally just finger over the teeth and try and find his mouth. And that's just that's the only way you can do it, because you're still going to risk poking him somewhere. But you may as well try and find the mouth in the process. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's all that. It's just finding ways of coping, isn't it, for for all of you, <laughs> not, yeah. not just for you. I mean, the thing is, with that, there's, there's no assistive tech, is there? You know, we love our <laughs> tech, but there's no assistive tech for a bottle to just take itself to a baby's mouth, unfortunately. I mean, yeah, there is. It's called a robot or a or, or, yeah. or a sighted person. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. My 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 tech's called a uh, mum. Well, Oliver's tech called mum, but. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's one of those where I think it's it's finding your own sort of uh, adaptations and like like so I think that became very apparent. It's by using that using your same hand that you're holding the bottle, but by moving your hand further up the bottle and leaving sort of your fingers a bit free, you're then able to sort of try and be a bit more tactile and and make sure you're going you're going to help help him you know find his mouth and things like that. So uh, yeah, that's that's number that's objective number one, isn't it? Is uh, find his mouth and then it's making sure he's uh, 
keeping it in there. Uh, so that's that's the next thing. All, all them being aware when he's spitting it out and things. Oh, it's all it's all good fun, but uh, I think tactile is a is a way forward in that sense, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, and again, did you ever think you'd be having this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. And and again, it's one of them like until you're actually in that situation and you're trying it, you don't really realise what sort of a even though it sounds quite obvious, you know, you've got a bottle, you're going to struggle to find the baby's mouth. Uh, actually, until you're in that very situ- in that actual situation, you don't realise how uh, how much of a challenge that can be when they start throwing their heads around or things like that. Uh, yep. It's it's not an easy not an easy not an easy task. Absolutely, <laughs> and like uh, I just I literally as you said that Leo has got a thing of uh, rooting. So obviously, because he can't see, we can't see. So when he's rooting, and he's swinging his head left to right trying to find a bottle, and we're moving our hand left to right trying. To find it. <laughs> you just, you just to picture it. it. Just it's like one of those games of uh, you almost just want to hear the word bullseye as as. as <laughs> the you know what you need. You need. You need two bottles, one on the left, one on the right. Yeah, eventually, exactly. eventually he'll he'll find it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think yeah. yeah. Well, either way, this was a nice rounded podcast, and uh, <laughs> we are we are recording the eighth episode, so these will be out. I promise, these will be out for this weekend, which, as it stands, is going to be uh, looking at my diary. So it should be out for the seventeenth of July. And the next podcast should be out for the 30th of July. Uh, obviously, there's plenty that we've discussed and talked about over the last several podcasts. Um, lots of topics have been discussed about. But obviously, if, you, if you've if you enjoyed this one, um, I mean, who wouldn't? But if you've enjoyed this one, then be sure to, um, to go back and have a listen to some of the others because... Um, yeah, there there is lots of good content that we've that we have shared. I promise. Uh, <laughs> but having said that, we will close the podcast there. We will see you all again around about the thirtieth of July once this one comes out. And just a gentle reminder that the Blind Dad Diaries podcast is supported uh, by BSB Site Support UK, which is a registered charity in England and Wales as the working name and the registered charity name is Blind Since Birth UK. You can find BSB Site Support UK on all of our socials on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn and TikTok at BSB Site Support. As ever, it's been a pleasure sitting down with you um, for, for for an hour or two, Nathan, and we will see, see, we won't at all. I'll speak to you again next time. Yes, absolutely. Likewise, it's been great and look forward to the next one. This is The Blind Dad's Diaries with Martin Ralph and Nathan Edge.